G'day comrades, Brian here, bringing you a fresh instalment of the Perthian Chronicles. There's a show coming very soon at the Subi Arts Centre that is talking about a substance. A substance that has destroyed relationships, divided families and plagued communities. Yes, it is most certainly illicit, and it has a growing legend. In a February article in the West Australian, Police Commissioner Chris Dawson revealed that through water testing, there is an estimation that Perth consumes about 27 kilograms of this substance a week. This series, I'll be talking to some of the creatives that are bringing a hip-hop opera that will be dispelling and bringing an insight to this substance. In our new series, may I welcome you to Iceland. I have to say, we are currently sitting in the place where they are going to perform Iceland, the Subiaca Art Centre, and right next to me is the writer, or librettist. Librettist, yeah. It's a new term that I'm getting used to as well. So. <laughs> Zach Chase. Thank you very much, Zach, for joining me. Hey, Kaya. Uh, just uh, just yes. start off with, I'll um, just introduce myself in Nunga as well. Please, please, um, Kaya Nyangkwel Zach. Um, nyang Nyang uh, Jupan Wangathai. Uh, nyang Nyang, nyang Badaman Yamaji. Um, nyang Karich Nyunga Wajak Buja. Um, so, my name's Zach James. Uh, just introduce myself. Um, I'm not actually Nunga, I'm uh, Yamaji and Wangatha, but it's still important to introduce yourself to the Buja, to the land that you're on and to the elders past and present as well. It gives us strength, um, anyone, to Wajulas as well, so whitefellas or mm. non-blackfellas, it's, it's a good thing to practice to introduce yourself because they'll protect you. That's beautiful. And how, how would I do that? So, so hi, I'm Ryan. So um, you, you can do it in English or I can yeah. teach you. Oh, yeah, Nunga. teacher. Yeah, 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 please, please. So you go, Kaya is like... Kaya. Oh, it's hello, isn't it? Kaya. Yeah, Kaya. Hello. So Wanju Wanju is like welcome, but Kaya can be like, hey, hi, yes, you know, I'm here. So Kaya Wanju. Uh, just probably just go oh, Kaya. Kaya. And then you say Nyang Quirl. Nyang Quirl. 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 Yeah, Nyang Quirl Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the- oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm really bad. Sorry. No, you're doing good. Um, so you're just saying who you are. Oh, beautiful. And then you can say Nyang Karich. Nyang Karich. Nunga Wajak Buja. Ah, Nunga Wajak Buja. Yeah, Wajak. Wajak. So that's the thing because, you know, when you go to a lot of, and it's great these days, like the uh, acknowledgement of country. Um, so from correct me if I'm wrong. So Nunga, that's. Not country, but that's the people, isn't it? Yep. That's, that's the people. Woodjack, is that a specific place? And, uh, and country is Barajin. No, is it Barajin? Oh, sorry. You're so close. You're <laughs> so close. So um, the Nyungar people are the overarching tribe for this region, going from just under Geraldton down to Esperance. And so they've got 14 different groups, family groups within that area. That are that are kind of uh, TOs or traditional owners or custodians of certain areas within that boundary. So where we are now in Perth and a lot of our stories in Iceland that are, are to do with mob and Nunga mob um, and families are in the Wajak 
region. So when you're saying Nyang Karich Nunga Wajak Buja, what you're literally saying is I, Nyang, Karich, knowledge, recognize that this is Nunga, but specifically Wajak land, so Buja land. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. So you're paying respect to TOs of this area, but also just the words in general speaking that language vibrates into the earth, you know, and it vibrates into the Buja and that's how you know, elders can hear you. And so, I mean, this is really interesting that this will segue into Iceland in the way that when we're talking about hip-hop as being the way of us talking about meth in our community is vibrations. And you use those vibrations in the right way and you can, you can communicate messages in a way that's more palatable to everyone. And so when we're talking about language, we're talking about culture, we're talking about the pressures, the, the oppression that we are influenced by within our day-to-day um it's all vibrations i don't know if that makes sense but no 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 yeah. it's like well for you as a the librettist and writer I'd, I'd imagine language is so important you know yeah yeah and the power of it and the weight mm. Mm. so zach what's your journey with iceland how did you get involved <laughs> uh, i'm going to drop some knowledge on you <laughs> <laughs> i've been working with yuri arkin we're the theater company that um are putting on iceland i've been working with them for the last 10 years um, as a contracted writer and actor in different parts. Um, it's this year I've come on as associate artist, so that's my kind of full-time role working with the company, which has been a great privilege. But when I was writing a show called Kyla Cuttigen back in 2010, I think it was, with Awesome Festival, Kyle and I, Kyle Morrison, um, who's the director for this show and also a, a key divisor as well, he was having this conversation about a story about meth, you know, and how we can discuss it in my mind at the time i originally had this idea about like a romeo and juliet but meth and that isn't what iceland is but it's a a a testament to how much it's evolved over the last like you know nine nine eight years the concept so kyle had this idea and sitting down with optimus as well uh, scotty griffiths from downside we all had these ideas about what this could be and why we're trying to talk about it. But unfortunately for myself, I actually slipped into a meth addiction during that period. So I was, I was um, hooked on ice for a good three or four years. And it's only been the last seven years that I've been clear from that, uh, clean from that. And with that clarity, that's allowed me to be able to reflect on what I want to say in this story and the truth that we all want to put into this story. Um, so... The conversation was always there. There was always like a conversation about this big project. You know, we all had this passion. We want to talk about it. You know, all of us have been affected by methamphetamines or addiction in our community. It's a big thing that affects Perth, but also blackfellas as well. You know, like Aboriginal people. We had this concept. We had these ideas and it kind of went quiet for a bit. Um, And it was mid last year that Kyle kind of sat down. He's like, listen, bro, we've been doing this stuff. We've been working on Bruin, it was called at the time. And we just want to bring you in, bro. want to get you to have a look, see what you can do with it. So I remember the first day I walked in and it was kind of... So I'd been working with Constable Care um, for three years up to this point, looking at all kinds of stuff about mental health and drugs and alcohol and, um, you know, suicide prevention, all this kind of stuff. All of that, which was like micro-triggering the entire time because I was going through like the the recovery myself, you know. Um, So I remember sitting in this room and we had all these yarns. So... Eleanor King, um, who's our producer, she'd been doing so much work getting verbatim stories from mob who had experienced that and been through meth. And so we sat on this stage, actually, that, that um, Ryan and I are looking at right now, 
um, and we just had this board up, and there were two songs that had been recorded so far, which were more emotions of methamphetamine rather than any kind of story. Mm. I mean, Iceland was the one song that was always set, and that was the key thing that I picked up in my head that I knew I was rolling with that. But apart from that, we just had a board and we had concepts and we had emotions, we had feelings, experiences, landscapes, all these kind of stuff that would make no logical sense if you tried to put that as a show. But we all had the passion to turn this and shape this and we had experience, so we were able to kind of work with that. It wasn't until end of last year that I sat down with the key creatives. I was like, okay, we've got all these... I'll paint a picture for you. So we're in a rehearsal room, Disaster... Uh, who's the musician for Downside. He's also just a boss lyricist. Mm. Um, his actual name is Darren. Um, <laughs> Disaster Darren. Yeah. Or, or Daisy Star, as he's been called before. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> MC Daisy Star. <laughs> um, so he, he had written all these beats and stuff like that, which, again, were working on emotions rather than experiences. They were, like, talking about the experience of being a dealer, the experience of having a bad trip, you know, all these kinds of things. And so I would walk in and it was quite intimidating on the first day. They just had all of these things like butcher's paper scattered around the room. They were all loose. They were just emotions and vibes and anger and happiness and all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to look at all this. I spent the first two or three days just listening to what everyone was saying and what they were vibing. And then I made a plan from that. I was like, okay, let's get structured. Um, and so I took each of the key lyricists aside. I was like, we're going to write a character structure. And so this is where I helped them create the characters. And so we had the character Cole. Um, his name was Ash at the time. Um, Carly, uh, Joy are the three main characters. And then we had the MC and DJ. And these were the five key characters of Ruin, which then became Iceland, which is a backstory to that as well. Once we structured those characters and... I spent that time with each of the lyricists being like, this is the story that I want to tell. This is the story you want to tell. I'm going to give you some of my actual past history. You give me some of yours and we start building this character as well as using verbatim characters as well. And then what we got from that was four or five very set, clear characters. And then I wrote a story and wrote the storyline for that. And Kyle and I kind of, we went back and forth within the ideas and structures of that. And I've always been really complicated with the concept and use of time um, because for me, time is relevant. And as a structure to First Nations people, it's not something that we use to justify or quantify with. Like, for instance, like in my language, in my Jupan language, which is Walunaway, um, 400k northeast of Kalgoorlie, we have four times, which is um, Gura, Gudara, Mangdaba and Barney. And what that means is one, two, three, and then Barney is anything after three. So that's our entire number structure. So when telling the story of Iceland, I really messed with time a lot. Because I wanted to ask you, because Mm. with Iceland, because it's a hip-hop opera, Mm. but it is obeying the classical forms of or the structure of opera. So, so, yeah, time is really (laughs) important in opera, isn't it? Yeah, it is so important. (laughs) So I'd never seen an opera before writing the show i haven't i haven't listened to an opera i haven't read an opera script and so for me what i did when writing the storyline i was like okay i'm not going to write this as like an act three acts like eight scene per act kind of play i'm making this three discs and tracks instead so i instead of it being 
your traditional script, I made it a concept album, which we could then fit into the operatic scheme. And because all the lyricists and musicians, that worked for them, I'm a musician as well myself. So I think it really stuffed with Carl's head because he's not a musician. <laughs> so he just had to deal with it, um, which he did as well. But we kind of, we, we shifted, it shifted everything. And that's how it kind of it fluidly moved from being the script, this whole like ominous big creature of a thing to being something that we can be like, okay, let's think War of the Worlds, let's think like Gorillas, Demon Days, Plastic Beach, all these kind of concept albums like The Wall, Pink Floyd, everything like that. Let's look at that. Because those can essentially, if that was put on stage, that's an opera, you know, because they're telling a story. They're just speaking in music, in vibrations. And I go back to the vibration again. So we decided to go with that, to work with the tracks and discs kind of structure. And then I kind of listened to all the tracks that Daz had put the music to and tried to arrange that with a storyline as well. And then went back and forth with Daz. Um, and he'd be like, uh, yeah, this is real Murich, this is Boss. Uh, no, this is real Winyan, that's Gammon. Can't do that there, let's change that around. And so we ended up with this, <laughs> it was like a 10-page a script that has <laughs> had like <laughs> what I wanted the, the characters to say, what I wanted the lyricists to say in this, in this spot. Um, and this is where being an inexperienced libretist, I think, or librettist, I think that's how you meant to say, mm. where the real kind of nitty-gritty work took place for myself. Um, also, as a person who has been in devising before, I know you don't want to step on people's toes because you just you, you destroy the creativity if you do that. So what I would do is, for a track, I'd write what I want, the storyline in the play, and I'd give that to the lyricists. And let's say like Moana, um, who plays Carly, Joy, who is Layla, um, MC Layla. No, she likes just being called Layla, not MC Layla. Benny Bajar, who plays Cole. Uh, Scott Griffiths is MC, Master of Ceremonies. Um, that name's changed now. And also DJ, who is uh, Ryan Truth Samuels. Unfortunately, he's not able to be part of the cast anymore, but he's, um, the amount of love and heart that he gave towards this project is just incredible and is very missed. Um, he hasn't passed away, by the way. He's not. <laughs> just, <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, he lied. He right, he right. So I'll give them this paragraph being like, okay, I want this, I want this, I want this. This is what we need for the story. Um, and then they would be like, okay, here's a couple verses. What do you think? And so then I'd take these verses, listen to them with the music and be like, okay, blah, blah, blah. This works really well. I like this. I like this. Let's cut that out. I need a bit more of this. And so I would give them... The main structure, they would give me some verses and from that I would pull that apart and be like, okay, let's run some dramaturgy on this. Let's look at the flow of what we're doing with these lyrics. Is this saying the story we want? And that's when I'd start adding the other characters or kind of shape the verses. Once we had that kind of set, I would then send the script to Andrew Pavel, who's been like an incredible uh, dramaturgical support and just general like good critter good friend of the project as well and he would have a look and be like yeah 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 nah I don't understand this timing or something <laughs> like that but nah mostly he was on board about it and he kind of understood the storyline which you know which was boss that's what you want to hear um, and then he'd give some feedback and I would cry for a little bit about that <laughs> Um, and then I'd come back to the writing table and be like, all right, let's restructure this. Bring that back to lyricists, run it past, um, past Kyle and Daz, and then we'd go from there. So this process has been 
like these the 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 actors the performers the lyricists have only formally been in rehearsal for like three weeks but the amount of behind the stage stuff where we've got creative developments trying to do lyric development and stuff like that they've been probably on it you know for months at a time and i know i've been looking at it full time since the end of last year just to make sure it's clear because we are talking about methamphetamine you know and methamphetamine has no logic but we need to create it in a way we need to create this piece in a way that is logical so that mob can empathize with what's happening understand the storyline but also give the truth to it because you can't just have a a story about meth where everyone's just a crackhead selling their babies and stuff like that you know what i mean you need to have the reasons why you get hooked in the first place the reasons what that power is when you do have your first kind of hit and, and stuff like that but then talking about those crushing lows and that that come down and that kind of the induced psychosis that you get which is something that i had experienced a lot so we created a really safe space and you know using a lot of mental health experience that i'd gotten from constable care and how to create safe spaces um because we were all getting micro triggered the entire time you know but we had each other's backs so we were able to look after it and you know lifeline and everything like that were really invaluable um i know for myself i'd call them and have yarns people see the show and I'm looking forward to seeing it is how this issue affects so many people mm. it's a really quiet sort of issue that no one talks about like I was talking to some of your staff um but these stories and I know from my family yep we've had a lot of family who were affected who were users and abusers and addicted to the substance no, clean thank goodness mm. I want to come back to this idea of balancing emotion and truth. Mm. Do you feel, because, so at this stage of the process, so the cast is currently in rehearsal, they're they're rehearsing the book that you've written. How do you feel? Do you feel like, okay, they've they've got it now? Or what is your relationship now with the the project? That's a hard one. Um, This has been a really interesting process uh, in the way that because it's devised, we're all a part of it. Uh, and I don't think even if I step out of the room, I'm never fully able to disconnect from it, which I wouldn't want to anyway, because we all want to see it until it reaches its prime fruition, you know. So, I'm, I mean, I'm still up there. Like today, for instance, I was still up there going through stuff and working through the script because, it's again, it's an opera. So it changes and it's so heavily based on lyrics that you need to make sure it's not too wordy in parts and that it still makes sense in other parts, you know. Um, I think we all... Yeah, I forgot what you said. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm just saying, yeah, your relationship now with the the project. But it seems like... And this is sort of like possibly like like the devise of theatre. So do you, you still count yourself... I'm still there, I'm still part of it, I'm still, you know, happy to look at stuff. It's not like we're not a class, you're not class. See, this is the thing I find, saying. you're mixing these two hybrids. You've got opera and then you've got hip-hop. Mm. I'm, what have you learnt in this process? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, talk about what you're going through because that's really important <laughs> with mental health. <laughs> really, really important. Um, Number two. Oh, I think we've got some lovely people. 
know, <laughs> dropping in for an interview. Just dropping in. Yeah. G'day. Hi, guys. Are you interviewing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it okay if we're still... Sure. Five minutes? Sure, we'll, we'll come back to five. Thank you very yeah. much. Boss, um, what have I learnt from this? how big his muscles are. <laughs> how big are you? <laughs> Not as big as they should be. I carry around a like 13 kilo baby all the time, so they should be bigger. Um, what have I learnt from mm. this experience so far? Um, trust everyone. I mean, I, I was always like that as it was walk, walking into it as a creative, but just trust Mm. that everyone's on the same page you get the same passion but everyone kind of expresses that in different ways so when you're when you're talking about something like meth and it does it hurts everyone in different ways you just need to trust that everyone's going to talk about it when they need help and support the other thing is just generally how to structure a freaking opera and a musical piece has been like kind of mind-blowing you know i still haven't had anyone from any kind of music theater background or operatic background come and teach me how to do a script i've just gone off instincts with this um so that's what i'm really interested now moving forward is to see what people from those kind of arenas do say um i also want to be a rapper (laughs) that's what i've learned don't don't have the capability to do so i'd love to though working with these mob have been incredible like i can't i can't overstate that enough there's just been the most like the most beautiful just murdich absolutely murdich experience i've had in my life you know and we do trust each other. Like when you ask the question how I, how I deal with the process now going to rehearsals where I've kind of I've held this for like a year, sometimes being the only person working on it for months at a time, like living in this Iceland, trusting that they've got it and knowing that they do have it and that I can actually pass this on. We've all given our parts to it, you know what I mean? And I think that's been one of the most beautiful things like we all put our egos aside and we all put our message into this because it's all important you know what i mean and i suppose finally because we better wrap up because we have those lovely people <laughs> and we are recording inside the theater itself what would you like people you know that come to see the show people from all walks of life i'd imagine would come to the show mm. what would you like them to take away from the show that the story of Iceland, because I haven't really talked to you more about the storyline of Iceland, but the story of Iceland is real and it's not just affecting the three people in this story. This is all brought from my own experiences, from everyone in the cast's real experiences, from verbatim experiences. So there's a song in there called Walking Through the Rain, which is, you'll get there, it's the most beautiful piece. But the first like couple of verses I wrote myself and that was the first time I've ever written about addiction and being an ex-meth user, you know? So we have written this coming from real people, coming from real places. And there's a lot of endings, like there's a lot of messages at the end of the play. And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to ruin the experience, but I think walk in here with a kind of understanding that this is in our backyards and it is a massive problem. One in eight people, no, one in 10 people in Perth are using gear or have used meth at some point. And only one in eight people escape that addiction. Uh, so think about that, I think, mm. would be what I want to, what I'd want to say. And that you never, you can't lose hope. You know, if, you're, if your son or your sister, your nieces, your, your cousins, your brothers, your boss, your, your best friend is on this path where you can see them and they're, they're dying from meth, like meth is killing them, don't ever give up. But know that you can safely distance yourself 
while still supporting. I think that's a really important thing. This this play, although it is about myth, it's about hope as well. So these are the kind of ideas that we've really wanted to plant within the show, which I think we've been able to do as well. Zach, thank you so much for allowing me to come in here to your wonderful creative space. <laughs> um, it's just been a pleasure. So just people out there, you can hop onto the Perth Theatre Trust website to find out more about Iceland. And the show opens on the 15th of October. That's him. Zach, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, Buddha one, my brother. Or Nella Nyagu as well, as we also say. What's that mean? Uh, well, so Buddha one is Nunga, so that's Wajak Nunga for see you later. Um, but I'm speaking my language, Jupan Wangatha, which Sanyalanyagu means like, see you later, I'll see you next time, safe travels. All in one, one neat little package. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, you've learned something today. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.